0: Welcome to the Ride and Laugh podcast, episode number two. I'm Dan. I'm here with my buddy, Sage. We want you to take a second and think back to the last group ride that you were on that was just so much fun. So stoked afterwards. Maybe you cleared some tech that you've been working on. Maybe you got a little further on that skinny. Maybe you got you got to the top of a climb and or maybe you cleared a jump and you're just stoked a new drop you're stoked you're back at the parking lot you're at the brewery you're at the diner you're talking to your friends and the the stoke is high and everyone's having a great time and you're talking bikes that's what we're doing right here right now let's drop in sage how you doing
1: man i am doing so much better than the last time that we talked (laughs) back (laughs) it's really good i went for a ride yeah
0: (laughs) yes yes awesome 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 um, still winter time here, still wintertime here. So we're kind of, we're kind of drudging through, but our local Mount Penn in Reading, our local trails have an all rock, all torture section. We can just stay on the rocks. They stay dry. It can rain before and after, but those rocks stay dry enough to ride. And so we got a ride in last week and that was awesome. That brought me back to life a little bit. And by awesome, I think you mean brutal. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you you climb a thousand feet and it's all tech in in over an hour and you're just completely, completely wasted, but also feels really good.
1: Yeah. Grateful that we have like a place like that, that's rideable in these kind of conditions. I mean, I know a lot of people, we can't be the only ones that have freestyle. (laughs) That's a massive issue, but having a place like (laughs) Mount Penn where you know, freestyle is really not an, if you are staying off the machine built trails, freestyle is really not an issue, but man, it makes for a ridiculously
0: tough ride. You just, mm-hmm. you work working and the whole time. I would say every other place around here that I know of has freestyle. I mean, or just doesn't drain well enough to ride like that. I've never seen a place like this before. I know uh, some of our New Jersey friends have some sandy spots that drain really well. And uh, I'm sure other parts of the country have trails that drain really well, or you could just live in the Southwest where it doesn't rain and you just don't have to worry about it, but they, they don't believe West. in freestyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do know of some people that said that they don't believe in freestyle. Uh, I didn't know that was up for debate. Um, <laughs> but I'd like to not believe in it. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've seen otherwise. I've been shown the light and it's muddy. <laughs> Well, what I wanted to get into today, I thought our, our last conversation about instinctive riding versus, versus method riding and how to get into a flow state, I think that's up. that's certainly worth getting into a little bit more. I know we both have some more input into that, and it's something that we've struggled with, continue to struggle with, and uh, but have also found some really useful and handy hacks to get around some of those kind of um those those tricks that our brain plays on us to get into that flow state so um i thought i would i would start it in the sense of you're in that ride maybe a quarter of the way in uh something happens you clip a pedal or and 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 you fall and now the rest of the ride's like in jeopardy because the confidence is just gone what, what are what, what would you, what would you do or what would you recommend if you are riding with someone and you see that happen and then you see them struggling, or you are struggling? You know, what do you say in that case?
1: Well, Danny, I mean, I, I feel like it, actually it's pretty pertinent to the time of year that we're riding right now because because of freestyle, um, you you are going to come across features where your tire is going to be still wet, and, and you do go down. You go you do go down, and it hurts and depending on how bad the fall is and where you fell it can have a pretty big effect on the rest of your ride I know that you and I um, have both experienced that where where we've kind of gone down early in the ride and if you're lucky if you're lucky you can pull yourself back together um, and and kind of rescue the ride so to say but what are what are the things I, I think the let's let's start by saying that the most important thing is if you're the buddy <laughs> yeah. don't, don't put the pressure right. And I, I fall, I, I am guilty of this a, a lot. You know, I, I tend to put pressure um, where there doesn't need to be pressure o- on myself, but also on my friends. And we got to watch out for that because we, we do want to be stoked for each other. But if someone goes down, it's the timeline is up to them, right?
0: Yeah. Or if they're just not even feeling it, you know, some but your friends will drop a hint. Uh, something that I've noticed that you are very bad at picking up on. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll drop <laughs> hints, you know, like yeah, you know, I didn't sleep all that well, or you know, my head's not in it. And then S- Sage doesn't need a warm up, so <laughs> this dude just jumps. I mean, physically, I don't think he needs a warm up for climbs or anything like that either. Nope. He just jumps right into it. But but for tech, like he he'll started a small feature for the people riding with him. But if it was up to you, dude, you would just jump right into the hardest thing. Like you don't, you don't warm up. You don't need, but I think, I think the 99% rest of us want to like build up to it. So I, I, you know, absolutely. If you're, if you're the riding friend and your buddy goes down and then they're doing, you know, then, and they're riding around stuff. I mean, I think the name of the game is just encouragement, you know, and acceptance. Like we're out here to have fun. You know, no one's keeping score. Yeah, you know, we're out here to have fun, and and the confidence will come back, and 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 you'll get it when you're ready.
1: So, is there something that you can do to jumpstart that confidence? You know, like if if you did go down, assuming it's not a serious injury. Obviously, a serious yeah. injury, you know, yeah. call the day. But if it's something that you can continue to ride, are there tips that you can rely on to get that confidence bowl rolling again?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I think there probably are, and there's a lot of different um, there's a there's a lot of different scenarios. So you know, if if you hit your knee and it's a lingering pain and you're and you keep feeling it, yeah, that might take you out for the day, you know, just because you keep noticing it and you know I really don't want to go down on this thing again, and so you're just going to take it easy. If you're if you're doing challenging tech, I think is what we're talking about. If you're doing cross country, then it's just keep riding, but you still are going to need to. You're still going to want to be in that good form and 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 being staying at staying out of your head um so so you that it's kind of that lizard brain that we've talked about before right where you, you know the survival brain kicks in and it's it's a primordial part of our of ourselves you know i do not want to get hurt i don't want to die you know and this hurts. so let's not do this again but but the mountain bike part of you is like, no, that's what I came here to do, man. Like, I want to do that stuff, you know? So you have this kind of like this battle between primordial survival, which you want to turn off. The survival brain would never have us doing any of the things we're doing on a mountain bike. These are terrible ideas for survival. (laughs) (laughs) It would be much safer to skip the mountain biking and just go right to the brewery. That would be much safer (laughs) in some senses, you know, um, in a physical sense and a primordial sense, Uh, So, yeah, I think I think you're taking deep breaths. I know that you have it. I've I've seen you do that where you exhale all the way and, you know, something to reground your body and get rid of those that those all those all those chemicals that are now coursing through your body that are like fear. And uh, when I fall. And I start writing again, uh, a lot of times I'm just angry. I'm I'm annoyed. I'm pissed that that happened. Yes, yes. Right? And so you have to dissipate that that emotion also. You have to breathe through and it's just like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. And then, you know, get to a spot where your skills can take over again. So what, what would you recommend?
1: It's a tough I, one. Well, it is a tough one. It is a tough one. And unfortunately, I think a lot of it has to do with personality too. You know, are you the type of person that – I mean, you, you, you hear this phrase in football all the time. It's just like, you know, where they're able to have short-term memory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I I do think that that's, I don't know that that's a learned thing. I think that's, that's something that, you know, if you're able to access that, like truly, truly just forget, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm not like that. I, I can't, if I fall pretty hard, it, it tends to ruin my ride. I know that, um, gosh, about two weeks ago, I had a pretty rough ride. Um, I didn't actually fall, but I kept making mistakes like over and over and over. I would just make the silliest mistakes. If there was a rock, I would find it, you know, and it it just, I could not get into that flow state. Yeah. And the harder I tried, the worse it got, you know, it was almost like, And again, I think this comes back to to that instinctual versus method, you know, for me being an instinctual rider and then suddenly having to like, oh, I'm hitting these rocks and now I'm thinking about the rocks and now I'm looking at the rocks. And like, it's, it is absolutely the worst case scenario for someone like me, where I'm now having to think about things. Uh, It just takes me out of my game. I don't know that I actually pulled myself out of that ride. I think it ended up being just one of those days where you're just like, yeah, nothing went right. Still a great ride, yeah. but nothing went yeah. right.
0: But it didn't snowball into the next ride.
1: No, no, it did not, thank God. Yeah. I I, I guess I don't have short term memory, but you know, it doesn't I don't hold on to <laughs> I don't hold yeah. on to those things either.
0: A little compassion towards yourself and just like kind of let it go and just chalk it up to one of those days. It happens. And, but, you know, I think if it's happening, you know, mid ride, even if you didn't fall, you just kind of like, you're, you're just having a day where you're just kind of not getting what you want, you know, is, is going back to those, make those, those words in my case, those words that would get me into a flow state of just like, okay, trust, just trust the skills flow, um, you know, eyes up just some of these very, very basic kind of um, you know, weight in the, bo- in the bottom bracket, you know, just just some of these very, very basic instructional things just to kind of keep your mind off of what, you know, it, the, the panic of the fall or of not riding well and try to re, re kind of kickstart your, um, you know, your intuitive riding sense. Because I think the overthinker, when we fall, the overthinker comes out like turbocharged. And so what we're always trying to do, do is get back to that intuitive thinker, to be able to turn off that lizard brain of survival yeah. and go back to, I actually am pretty good at this and I know how to do this and I have a nice bike and and I trust it and I trust my skills and, you know, to trying to return to that intuitive riding. Um, and I think that's where you, you could start to build up slowly again. You know, let me go do something that I know that I have confidence in, that I feel good about. Yeah. You know, and you start yeah. to get to start to get those little bit of wh- those little wins, right? We talk about that all the time. You know, just just starting to stack wins, and then that's right. Then the wins get you know some, and sometimes we're we're stacking from you know from beginner to to intermediate, and then and then we've had you know trips that we're on, and and other other times when we're riding where, you know, we're starting to stack like expert to pro level wins. You know, so it's it, it's 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 all about momentum, but you know, you got to start where you are.
1: Yeah. I, I, you know, I forgot about that saying, but we do say that all the time, the stack, stack the wins, you know, and that, that really does make a huge difference. Um, Especially when you're at a bike park and you're, you're able to like get those consecutive runs, Ah, you know, talk about stacking wins. Yeah. Like, like like when you were, we were, we were at um, Blue Mountain, which is in Palmerton, Pennsylvania. And there's this huge jump line there, uh, upper empire. And I just remember you just, you just went for it. You just went, all I saw was like you flying in the air, followed by like this giant woohoo. And then (laughs) once you cleared that first one, I mean, there's what, there's about six on that line and you just, you just cleared all of them. It was just like, once you had that one win, that was the confidence that you needed for the rest of them. And these were, I think these are pro level. I mean, they are big jumps.
0: Yeah, they're pretty big. I know they're. I know there's bigger out there. They're building some really big stuff uh, in, in in the Northeast, and and that's awesome. Um, but I remember when we first rode over them, and we really literally just like rode up to the top and then rode over these tabletops, and I was just like, these are humongous. They were way bigger than anything I'd ever seen. And then I had just been telling myself, I'm a good jumper. I could do this. I had been telling, I had been envisioning that. We talked about that last week, but that's, it's so key. I'd been envisioning clearing these jumps or clearing jumps just in general. I don't think we had ever seen these before. So it was just, yeah. I, and I was just telling myself, I'm a good jumper. I'm a good jumper. I, I wasn't, I was just saying it. I mean, I was just faking it till I make it, you know? I remember driving, driving to work and just saying, I'm a good jumper. I'm good at jumping mountain bikes. And so then as I'm <laughs> approaching these jumps, like all of a sudden it just clicked in my mind. Like, yeah, I'm good at this. I'm I got it. And I did. And I did, I wasn't perfect. I wasn't perfect at spotting the landing on each one. I had the speed off a little bit. I was casing them. Um, but I was getting a lot of them and out of nowhere, you know, it, there's, it's actually in your video where you're behind me and you're like, look, look at Danny go. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> and I could, I couldn't believe it either, but I had been envisioning it and, and then, you know, I just started to realize I started to trust like, oh, this is these ju- these two jumps are trail speed. These ones you actually need to pedal into. And you start to kind of like dial in building those wins. So once I started to get a couple of them, it was like, well, now I want to send more and more. And uh, jumping is, is really addictive like that. We can get more into the whole jumping thing Is is probably three or four episodes on on itself but um yeah that that was a cool moment and that that is a good example of stacking wins I also thought about when we were in Tucson on 50-year trail and we were doing all those slabs and this yeah. is the situation this was a case where you were leading me in and you were doing all of the slabs first you were really comfortable and then telling me that I could do them and we and, and we were just like stacking wins stacking wins and they just got harder and harder and more intense and and we got them all. I think we did just about everything on on that in that system that we wanted to, and uh, we we were stacking some wins. That was a really really fun day. So it it, it can go from the bad day to, to better, and the good day to great.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that the, actually that that whole Arizona trip. Um, just going back to what we started the conversation with, which is you had a pretty hard fall on on um, on Sunset Ridge, which is oh, yeah. a which is a pro yeah. line, right? I think it's pro line. Yeah. It's a double black. Um, it's a double black and, and that poor trail. Danny. Yeah. You went down hard, your front tire washed out and you, that was day two. That was day ate two. It. And so we
0: absolutely we, ate it. Yes. yeah. I was wearing a GoPro. There's footage of it. It's on the sunset Ridge trail sage video. If you want to look it up, which is a, it's an awesome trail and it's a good video, but I absolutely ate it. And I was wearing a GoPro for Sage's channel and uh, broke the mountain and everything. Um, I'm surprised I didn't break more on that bike, but yeah, I was, I was pretty banged up after that. That was hard.
1: Yeah, you were. And so we, so we, so just to bring that back to like 50 year, which was like the next day, you know, you, your head wasn't quite yeah. ready to be, yeah. you know, cause these slabs were pretty intense. And, yeah. and I do remember feeling really strong that trip. And, and we kind of had a little role reversal and I was leading you through the slabs, but once you got one, man, that we just started stacking wins and then you just started getting more confident, more confident. I mean, by the end of that, that <laughs> you were right back to good old Danny.
0: Yeah, that was, that was an awesome trail. And that was, I mean, it's so, it's so cool riding with a friend and, and being able to support each other. And I mean, that's what this yeah. podcast is about. It's, it's about the mountain bike community and, and riding with your buddies. And even if you're riding solo, you know, have, having the, the, the tips and um but I, I mean i wouldn't i'd be careful about how dangerous of things you get when you're solo but you know but but having all these tips to to get yourself centered um i know having the proper technique getting back into your technique and practicing your technique having the strength to do that you know if it, so whatever type of training that you're doing but being able to stay hip hinged and keep your elbows bent and stay in that position it's going to set you up for success and it's going to make you more confident as you start to flow over things. You're going to be like, Oh, yeah, I do have this, you know. So it's practicing those skills and and practicing that hip hinge, whether it be like on a pump track, which is awesome if you can do it, um, or a rip row. But even just being strong, a rip row is a um, it's like a hip hinge, it's like a rowing machine that Liam Cormack made that's made spe- specifically to train kind of like the downhill mountain bike position. I have one and it's. It's awesome, um, and, but 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 also just just weight training, you know, getting a strong core and and those sorts of things, and you know, but being able to lock into that that correct position. Uh, but what, what do you think about that?
1: Man, uh, I'm a little embarrassed, but like I I don't do any of that
0: stuff. You know, like <laughs> it's I'm embarrassed crazy. I have to do all of that stuff, and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, have been doing that. Stuff?
1: <laughs> and you're still a better rider right? than <laughs> No, 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 no. I, um, I probably should train flexibility and, and all of those things. Um, but yeah, I, I, for me, a lot of that stuff just comes naturally. I, you know, i yeah, I was no. thinking about, I was thinking about this last night and I was thinking about it in terms of basketball, you know, and it was like, we, we talked about like instinctual versus method, right? And like, I remember distinctively picking up a basketball when I was, was a young boy. I had to like literally think about the basketball and pushing it against the ground and, and focusing on just using my fingers, not the palm, you know, but pushing with your fingers, pushing the ball into the ground. And then it was like, okay, let me introduce my left hand, you know, and now I'm like, and I'm literally watching the ball hit the ground and into my hand. That, that is where the level was, you know, and I did that for a week, you know, just back and forth between the hands. And then, you know, let's work on a layup, you know, and now you're working on that. But the whole time I'm literally thinking about like, okay, left, right, left, right. And I'm saying this, well, now I'm 40 some odd years old, right? I'm 46. I don't think about any of that. When I play basketball, I'm just dribbling. It's just instinctual. When I go to take a layup, I don't have to like think about, oh, wait, Am I going to end up on my takeoff foot or am I going to lay up, you know? Strangely enough, if I try and do a layup with my left, I do have to think about it. I have to go back to being a method basketball player. And I have to actually literally talk myself through weight. Is this going to get me on the right takeoff foot? So how does that relate to mountain biking? Well, when I go to mountain bike, it's so instinctual that I, I don't find myself talking myself through those steps. You know, I just kind of let my body do what it's supposed to do and i think that's that's where i do feel like i have a small advantage when or maybe it's a big advantage you know uh when we especially when we're riding places blind you know when i'm haven't been to a place ever before i'm i'm still able to go at a pretty fast clip um so yeah i i think that is a pretty big
0: advantage you've always been so instinctual and um, just so balanced. And, I mean, from when we started, you were, and we used to ride with a group of probably uh, a pretty regular group of seven or eight guys, and you were always the fastest on the downhills. When I mean, when we're talking about hardtails and everything, but we were all riding hardtails, so yeah, but you were always the fastest on the downhills, and you were just looking for someone to keep up with you. You know, for I remember you would try to recruit each one of us to be like, "You're down, oh, you're my downhill buddy," and you know, like, you "No, know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not." <laughs> and uh i remember I, I would ask you questions like you know how much are you turning your hips and how much are you dropping your outside pedal and, and you would think about it and then and then you would, you know you would let me know but I, it wasn't something that you had like read about or were using some sort of technique you just got on the bike and you're just you're just loose i think i think that's so much of it it's just being Yo, loose yeah i even look at the videos like i you're you, i get low i get low get low get low i don't feel like you're that low I feel like you're kind of upright. And then when there's a move needed, then you get low, you get into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I tend to move unnecessarily on my bike a lot. So that's, that's probably one of the things, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm always doing like unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I, I do, I do move around a lot on the bike, but for me, I find that to be like really exciting and fun, you know, to just kind of like really move your body, get into it. And that means not always being low, you know, sometimes, especially because I'm a shorter guy, sometimes it means I have to be, you know, a little bit higher up and stand a little bit higher up on my pedals. But I also like being high up and then dropping down into that low position. And that kind of gives you a pumping effect. You know, if you're yeah. low the whole time, yeah, then you, you can't pump the trail or you, it becomes infinitely harder to do so. So, yeah, again, comes down to personality. You know, my bike has a lot to do with that too. You know, it's a very short bike. You know, it's not like a slacked out bike. So having a shorter bike also lends itself to more playful behavior on the trail as well. You know, I just find myself like jumping off of things or kicking off of things or really dipping into the turns. But yeah, I do remember you asking me questions about, you know what I do, you know, in this scenario, or you know, uh, yo, what did you do on that turn? And I'm just like, I don't know. I, I would, I would literally have to think about what it was that I was doing.
0: Yeah, and I would, I would read a tip in a magazine, and and then be like trying to use it the whole ride, you know, or or like like I'll suddenly remember a tip halfway through a ride and be like, oh yeah, I should be doing that, and 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 you just do it. I mean, I'm jealous of that. You know, I, I, I just, I just think that's awesome. Um, but, but being, it, it all comes down to being able to get into your comfort zone to be able to clear your mind and what that's deep breaths. That might be a mantra, um, you know, but being able to get into those skills that you have and being able to trust them and building up that trust for yourself each ride, you know, starting small and then building up. And someone like yourself, who I think is unique, maybe doesn't need to start as small, but certainly if you if you are having a bad day, then yeah, start stacking smaller wins together and you know, get yourself back to stake, get yourself back in the moment. So you're not thinking about that fall. How many, how many parks do we have where you ride by a feature and you're like, I fell there four years ago. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I remember. I remember every spot that I fell, and every time that you get back there, it it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal yeah. until you start getting over it again, where you're just like, okay, it's it, it's no big deal anymore. I, I mean, West Hicken, which is which is the big Philly park, uh, in City Park, I've broken, I broke my hand there, I degloved my thigh there. I used to ride there every week, and. Um, and and I've I've had some big crashes there probably because I've re- I used to ride there so much that I would actually stop paying attention on some of these ports, these rides and they were huge solo rides wow, which is yeah. a different conversation that was probably Man, when I first over, met you over you hurt yourself <laughs> you hurt your shoulder
1: right. <laughs> it was our very first ride together
0: yes 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 it was a prelude of things to come like <laughs> you sure you want to be friends with this dude because. <laughs> Fifteen years from now, you're gonna break his face, and you're gonna be in the hospital with him for six days.
1: <laughs> Who knew? Who knew?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but but being able to go back to those skills, being able to to enter back into the flow state, being able to trust trust your skills, get low, wait in the bottom bracket, eyes up, and start to feel the flow again. You know, or, or if it's the beginning of the ride, just start to feel it and and have that confidence build up you know and then and then the stoke builds up and then you're you're ready to try some some more and more stuff so um i i I think i think that's awesome i think that's where you know mountain biking is is so much fun is is the progression and even if it meant you went a little bit backwards and you know something that you've done seven or eight times and all of a sudden you're scared to do it because you fell on it in the rain that happened to me Uh, and then it's a big deal again and yeah but but some of these things are a big deal no matter what they're always a big deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do have a few tips for riding blind. Because um, I was thinking about that a lot too. And it was like, you know, there are a few things that I do do when I get to do do. That's funny. Um, that I do do when <laughs> I get to a place that I've never ridden before. And, and the very first thing that I do is I actually check the traction, like right off the bat. Yeah, you do. Um, I will yeah. I, I will rail a turn or drag a, a brake or whatever. That first like 10 minutes, I'm really pushing, driving the bike into the ground and just kind of testing the limit of what that terrain is. And and some places like I, I think Vietnam in in uh Connecticut was no Massachusetts. Was that that was Massachusetts? Vietnam I is think Massachusetts. Was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That place Milford. had dirt and big rocks. And so it took me a little bit more longer to test it all out, but the the dirt had a different traction than the rocks. And so, you know, the first rock that I got onto, same thing, you know, I'm, I'm dragging the brake, testing my tire tread on that rock. And like that, all that input's going into the brain and like, I'm able to use that and rely on that knowledge for the rest of the ride. So I don't, I don't worry about, oh, is this rock Going to hold me. I know it's going to hold me. I've tested it all, you know. So that first ten minutes, I do that. The other thing that I'll do is, in that first ten or twenty minutes, I'm trying to take note of what the builders are doing, you know. And so that becomes a, a trust level. And I, again, I don't want to put too much emphasis on this because if someone got hurt doing this technique, I would feel terrible. But I'm I'm looking at, you know, if there's a small drop, was there a landing, and was the landing appropriately built. You know, if that, if I get to that first drop and the landing was not appropriately built, okay, that's a pretty big sign that, Hey, if you're going trail speed, maybe you don't trust these drops. <laughs> maybe you don't trust these jumps. Um, but if they are built right, I'm, I'm more inclined to just kind of let it go uh, and that's send really it. Interesting.
0: That's really interesting. Right? Yeah. I've never heard you say that before. I, I mean, I've heard you say it when we're riding places like, yeah, these, these trails are built really well and I'm trusting it but I never heard you put it into words like that where I'm actually like paying attention. Oh, these are these, all these hucks are to flat. There's not, there are no buildups. So it's anything big. I'm going to look at it verse yeah. everything feels really good here. And let's just, let's just ride. Let's just flow. Yeah. Big difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Berm, Berm's another one, right? Like if, yeah. if you're someone that, that struggles in turns, you know, knowing, that a trail builder knows how to build a berm correctly to trail speed and being able to trust that I mean we got one at Mount Penn that I mean is berm. horrendous. Yeah, yeah it's it, yeah it's a fake berm. Yeah <laughs> it just yeah uh and so it if looks you like a berm it, acts like a berm. a berm no it does not act <laughs> like it. <laughs> it smells like a berm not a berm <laughs> <laughs> not a berm yeah are there tricks that that you do when you get to a place for the first time?
0: No, I would, no, I haven't really thought of it like that. Um, I guess I, I, I guess no, I guess I do do that in a sense, bumbling through this. I guess I do do that in a sense, in, in that you start to just get a feel for what, how how everything's built, and um, you know, you start to get the uh, feel for uh, does everything have a roll down. Or, Oh, these, some of these are drops. They're not rolls. So, you know, sometimes you get to a place and you can drop stuff, but everything's rollable and that gives you a level of confidence that if you slow down on it a little bit, you can roll. And then there's other places where you know that you're going to have to, you're going to have to huck it. And um, so, yeah, it's go, new trails are super fun, but can be frustrating also when you don't know the lines and you maybe they're especially like a place that has alternative lines. I know at blue mountain, reserve like we were kind of like oh whoever's in front would notice and point to the side oh that's rideable that's rideable that's rideable. that's rideable but you're already past it you know and that was a big ride we weren't going back and doing every every little feature so yeah that that sort of stuff um but but that's why it's always good to arrive with a local too right if you know someone
1: yeah yeah i mean actually that brought up another one right and and we we talk about it right but talking about it and actually putting into practice, but like getting your eyes up when you're riding blind. That's not li- just like something you say, you, you got to live by that. I mean, when I'm, when I'm going fast and I'm riding blind, I'm, I'm looking 20, 25, 30 feet ahead. Like it's exorbitant yeah. how like far ahead I'm looking. Um, but it, it really makes a huge difference. If you're sitting there staring down at your front tire, uh, I mean, the success rate is going to be,
0: Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. no, if you look down, I mean, if you're in a car and you look out the window and you look down at your, at your, at the street, it's going by like super fast. If you look up, you have your brain has plenty of time to process things. And, um, we were going to get into that a little bit. We're going to have our mountain bike tip of the week. And it was going to be about where, where to keep your eyes and keeping those eyes up. So it's, a, it's cool that we're getting into it right now. Um, I actually think that when you're riding a new place, new trails, I think it's, easier to keep your eyes up because you have no idea what's coming so you have to okay. whereas i think when you ride your local trails all the time it's easy to let your mind kind of wander and start looking down or just feeling the pain and knowing like oh this this is a long yeah. climb and almost kind of not be as locked in you know i think maybe riding new place you have no choice. If you don't get your eyes up, you you're gonna be you're gonna be stopping all the time.
1: Man, that's a that's a really, really good point. Um, I'm trying to like think back to like all my big injuries. Were they at like our local spots or are they are they at new places? And you're right, some of my biggest injuries were places that I've I've ridden many times. All mine are.
0: Well, except for yeah. Ridge. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, uh, wow, that was oh man, that was your biggest one too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I feel like our, your, maybe your worst crash isn't always your worst injury, right? Mm. I mean, how many times yeah. we we probably we may have even walked away from our worst crash, but whereas, like you know, my injury at Powder Ridge was was not my worst crash, but it was it was because of the way I landed, it was my worst injury. When I broke my hand, yeah. I clipped a tree. That wasn't my worst crash, but I supermaned into the ground, and and when I landed, it, I broke my hand. This is many many years ago, um, but I've had way worse crashes. In fact, the crash on the on the slab in the rain on that rainy day at Mount Penn, <laughs> and and we have slow motion pictures of it. I think um, was was way worse, and I completely walked away from that. I broke my bike but I completely walked away from that. That was probably my worst crash. I mean, that was really scary.
1: Yeah. That was Sam Malone, right? Sam Malone at Mount Penn.
0: The the slab that we call Sam Malone. Yeah. There's a section at at Mount Penn where it's got um, a ton of tech, a ton of like pretty scary downhill skinnies and, and different types of skinnies and just old school free ride tech and slabs. And one of those is a, it's, it's in many Mount Penn. Um, it's in many Charles Age videos where he's at Mount Penn. Uh, but it's like, <laughs> you're kind of like riding along the ledge of this rock that is like falls off a cliff. And we named it Cliff Clavin, which is the character from Cheers, which is a show, a, a sitcom from the 90s, in case you're, you're younger and you're watching this. It's very funny. Uh, so then we started naming all these other features characters from cheers and so that's why that one slab is called sam alone and it's probably one of our favorites because it's it's probably a seven out of ten like it's really steep it's a full commit it's kind of got like a gnarly entrance but it's very doable i mean it's it's it doesn't have like a crazy transition or 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 a crazy move in it so we um i i feel like we we hit that one often but that's also one that i've been i've been scared of in the past I, i was gonna get back to when we start to get into our flow in the, on the trails, and we talked about this a little bit last week with instinctive riding and, and, and your, your ability to turn your mind off when you're riding, but, but you can't do that necessarily in your life. And how much, how cool it would be. So when we, just like on the trail, when we start to build that, that repetition of success, and that flow and that trust and that I got this kind of mentality. I got this. You know, we take that to our life. You're 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 trusting your skills, but this time in life, I got this. And and being able to turn those thoughts off, you know, that have a confidence in what you're doing, whatever it may be, and know that life supports you and I got this, and everything's gonna be okay so long as I have you know good intentions and i'm and 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 i'm do i feel like i'm doing the right thing and i'm following my intuition staying in the moment if you're if you're riding and there's a feature on on the trail that you're on that has been has been hard for you or that you've fallen on in the past or that you're nervous about and you could spend the whole ride thinking about that feature before you get mm-hmm. to it and talk about staying out of the flow, right? Oh, I got this. This is coming up. This drop's coming up. This drop's coming up. This drop's coming up. I'm nervous yeah. about this. I'm nervous. And now you're not enjoying, now you're not enjoying the ride. And the same thing happens in life. Right? Same thing happens in life. where we're thinking about the next feature in life, the next thing we need to do, and we're missing right now. So yeah. I, I just love the the connection between mountain biking and and life, you know, getting in that flow state trusting our skills and then going with the flow on the trail and going with the flow in life. Let's take that. Let's take that to, to our every day. I got this.
1: I, I find that lately, um, you know, I'm, I'm going through a lot of personal things, but really heavy personal things. And the part that's probably the most difficult for me is I need the ride to be good and when when i have these heavy thoughts going through my brain the the ride oftentimes is terrible and it's it's like this terrible cycle of like i need this to be good i'm trying to live in the moment but the moment is like really crappy you know like i, I we talked about it actually full circle we we talked we started this video talking about those those bad days that you have and that's exactly what i'm talking about like there I'm going through these rides and and my front tire just seems to be finding every rut, every rock. And I'm just like, man, I just really need this to be a good ride. I just, I, I was looking forward to this so much and that's tough. That's, that's really hard to kind of like put a positive spin on that. You, You know what I mean? When it's, when it's got a double meaning to it, you know, it's not just bad ride, but it's also like, you know, all this, heavy heavy stuff weighing you down
0: well ultimately you're looking for something outside of yourself to make you happy yeah you know and and it's got to come from inside like you've got to be cool with yourself you got to be you know so ultimately like if you're looking whether it be a car right you know or 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 a new anything a new bike you know i mean whatever it is like we need to have, we need to find joy within ourselves, and that's being confident and going with the flow in our lives. And I think doing something that we're passionate about—that's one of the reasons we started this this podcast. You do Trail Sage, your videos, and yeah. they're awesome, and and you're passionate about it. I, I work a regular job, and I want to do something in mountain biking. I want to do something, and and I'm passionate about mountain biking. My regular job, you yeah, know. Yeah. But, but mountain biking, I love. So, so that I'm mean, that's why I'm excited to be doing this. Um, now, I mean, not everyone can start doing something that they're passionate about in their in their lives, but I think if you can like veer towards that a little bit, you should. I think following passion is showing you a lo- little bit of your life purpose. And so, if yeah. we're looking for happiness, like if we're looking for something else to give us happiness, like we well, we have to find that in ourselves first, and. That's what you know. We talk about the mountain bike gratitude of the week, and I'm I'm big into the gratitude thing. I think uh, writing down a few things that you have gratitude for, simple every every morning, every every evening. Uh, I think that's a great practice. But that's something you could do just when you're riding. I, I haven't tried this, but I was just listening to a, a different podcast about it or, or a mindfulness podcast, and. They were talking about like getting into, uh, uh, getting out of negative thoughts and start, And one was like, just smile because your body doesn't know if you're smiling, your body doesn't know if you're happy or not. It just assumes that you are. So maybe if we're on the bike, we can just start smiling, even though we just like jam the handlebars into our groin. <laughs> Let's be <messed> our <laughs> rock the other one is just to like, start listing things that you have gratitude for, you know? Oh, this bike, these trails. I love these shoes. I'm out here with my friends, you know, and, and and we do do that sometimes. And I think we do pick each other up sometimes when the other guy's struggling and it's just like, yo dude, that's, that's cool. Don't worry about it. It's fine. If you want to ride around everything, like, let's just get our, let's get a good workout in and let's just, let's have, let's just have fun. And, and, you know, so I I think there's a little bit of, and, and let's just appreciate that we're out here together. Right. If you're out there with friends. and you you got a couple hours to not be at your regular life and be doing what we love to do. We got to grab that by the horns and, and appreciate it. So maybe bringing in some gratitude, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. Um, Ride and laugh one at Gmail. Absolutely. Send us an email or you can comment on the YouTube channel. If you're watching there, Um, absolutely. Let us know what are, what are your techniques to get into the flow or to get back into the flow? And have you been able to bring those over to life? have you do you keep a gratitude journal is should we have a mountain bike gratitude journal in the car <laughs> you know maybe maybe before you get to the trailhead you know you open it up you write down a couple things when you get back in the car you write down a couple things that that might be kind of cool i don't know it's probably too much work and it would get all sweaty and gross but <laughs> but let's be positive <laughs>
1: yeah yeah I well we talked about it but stacking wins i think i think you're right that you know who you're riding with also can help a lot you know if you're riding by yourself um that can be hard it can be hard to kind of pull yourself out of a funk um and really be grateful for what you what you're able to do but if you are riding with other people it makes a huge difference you know i i know both dan and stick and and countless other riders that i've ridden with have, have all been really encouraging you know, and and that makes a huge difference when you're feeling down and out, and someone's like, "Nah, dude, you're a great rider, and you just did that amazingly." And you're just like, "I did? Oh, okay." And then suddenly a smile does come onto your face, and then now you're stacking. That's a small win, but you stack that one on top of another one. Before you know it, you're having a great time. You know, and I, I, I do think, I mean, if we're talking about being grateful, like I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I have friends that know me well enough to be able to encourage me in the right ways and, um, and push me in the right directions, you know, to pursue my passions, you know, that's, that's a luxury that I'm not sure a lot of people have. And I'm, I'm, I am truly grateful for the, the friends that I do have. And, and my dad, especially, I, you know, shout out to my dad who (laughs) is behind the scenes, uh, running this podcast for us. And, um, yeah, super huge. Thank you to my dad.
0: Yes. Thanks to Sage's dad as well. Uh, Sage's dad is awesome. I, I second all of that. I second all that. And I think, I think that there's, there's a shift right where we get it externally and then we're able to give it to ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's maybe where the magic happens, you know, where the encouragement is like, yeah, I got this. And maybe, uh, maybe I fell or maybe I missed a few features in a row and, but, but I can do this. And And I feel good. I feel good about myself and I'm still having fun. And you're able to just kind of let it go. Um, you know, we, we throw that judgment out to other riders and anytime that you're, you find yourself judging another rider, I think you can just shift that by complimenting them instead. Yeah. And anytime you find yourself judging yourself, because if we're judging other riders, we're being, let's be honest, we're being a hundred times harder on ourselves. Like those judgments, if you got judgment brain going, You're that 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 brain is the hardest on yourself, and same thing. Start instead when you start feeling yourself being judging yourself, that sounded very Austin Powers. Allow myself to (laughs) myself, (laughs) allow myself to judge myself. When when you start (laughs) noticing the judging thoughts, start complimenting yourself. Boy, wouldn't that be weird! I mean, we're so used to being. I don't know about you, but my thoughts are usually not that nice. Uh, to to actually like consciously think, start complimenting yourself. I'm good at riding tech. I'm a good jumper. I'm strong rider. I'm fit. Man, that could be a game changer. And then and then you take that into your life when you when you're giving yourself a hard time. Just notice it. You know that we're not our thoughts. I think that's the main thing is that we're not our thoughts. We're more than that. And so when you notice the judgy thought that's who you actually are you're the the noticer you're the yeah so i'm the noticer i can see like a superhero with a big n on their chest like that's a fairly lame superhero (laughs) noticing things (laughs) (laughs) but it would be a superpower if you if you could turn those thoughts off man i mean that that's a happy life i think right yeah
1: for sure yeah what a great superpower
0: yeah so let us know. Ride and laugh one at Gmail. Let us know what you're doing to turn off the negative thoughts, or get out of your head, or get back into your flow state. Would love to hear some feedback. Um, mountain bike gratitude of the week. You mentioned your friends, and um, what I, I want to throw out is the is the local bike shop. If you have a good local bike shop. I'm so grateful. My local bike shop is Keswick Cycles in, in Paoli. There's a couple of them in the Philly area. Uh, but these guys are so good to me. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're into bikes and you're in there enough you get to know the the mechanics and some of the sales guys, you can go in, you can talk bikes, you can talk about upgrades. And um, I, I'm, I'm just so grateful to have a shop here in Paoli. I, I also have a shop in Arizona that I, that I go to uh, with Action Ride Shop, and those guys are awesome. The mechanics are very capable and the vibe in the shop is, is awesome. They're mountain bikers. Yes. And so they're, yeah. they're, they're always happy and stoked to talk bikes and talk trails, you know, and that, that, that's what you want in a local bike shop mm. and in life and, and friends. <laughs> <laughs> well said Danny. Um, yeah. So I think that's, I think that's good for this week. Feeling good about the, the episode. I think we got into a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Trusting our skills, keeping our eyes up um, and then uh, and, and not getting too worried about the next feature on the trail or the next feature in life. Going with the flow, staying in the moment. And when that drop gets here that you're worried about, then you'll deal with it when it gets here. But until then, let it go. Let it go. Let's flow. Let's flow on the trails and let's flow in life. Let's have a good time. If you want to comment on anything that we talked about ride and laugh one at gmail.com would love to hear from you comment on the youtube video if you're watching there like and subscribe if you're watching on youtube a uh and certainly um like or or review and give us a nice five-star review on your podcast player wherever you're listening we appreciate your listening we have gratitude towards you for listening hopefully that you had some fun you had some laughs this episode Get out there, ride, laugh, have fun, be stoked. We'll talk to you later. See y'all.